Hey, good Tuesday uh, morning, evening, afternoon. Hope that you've had a, a good weekend and good start to the week. My name's Philip, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and we're continuing, continuing our journey through Scripture. Uh, we're going to be in Exodus chapters 5 through 10. So if you, if you need to uh, take a few minutes, uh, you may want to pause this and read through. That, that's, that's quite a bit of reading, uh, but Exodus chapters 5 through 10. So, so let's dive right in. If you remember uh, last week, we talked about Moses, his beginning, his birth, uh, and now how he has come back to Egypt. He's been called by God uh, through the burning bush. Uh, and and uh, now he's going to go to Pharaoh to request that he let the people go to worship. Right? And, and it actually starts off as a simple request, you know, that, that we may go and hold a feast and, and worship in the wilderness. Right? And, uh, but Pharaoh doesn't like that at all. Uh, he's not going to give an inch. And, and uh, Pharaoh's response is very interesting, and, and I think this is, is very key to all that happens here. It says, uh, Pharaoh said, and this is in verse 2, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. Now, one thing that we've seen throughout uh, Genesis and, and already here in, in Exodus is the importance of fearing the Lord, right? Of having a respect for the for the one true uh, Lord God, the Creator of heaven and earth. Um, Pharaoh doesn't have that respect. It's like, who is this God? It's like, I have. We have plenty of our gods over here. I respect them. I don't know who this God is, so I'm not going to do what you say. Right? That's Pharaoh's attitude. And so, in response, Pharaoh says, "All right." You're going to come, you're going to start trouble. Um, I'm just going to make it harder uh, on the people. And so he starts taking away straw, making it harder to make bricks. They have to make all these bricks without straw. They're not able to do that. Um, the, the taskmasters, uh, the Egyptian taskmasters, uh, began to be uh, harder on the, the Hebrew foreman. Uh, it just starts to get more difficult for the people. Uh, and it's interesting there in verse 20, uh, it says, Then as they came out from Pharaoh, they met Moses and Aaron, who stood there to meet them. He's talking about uh, talking to the, uh, to the Hebrew uh, foreman. Uh, and it says, And they said to him, Let the Lord look on you and judge, because you have made us abhorrent in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants to put a sword in their hand to kill us. Right? So this is it. This is interesting, and it's a very, very, uh, very much a truth about human nature. Uh, the the people had cried out to be free from their affliction, to be free from uh, from Egyptian rule, and now that that process is beginning, and it's not going the way that they thought, that it's making things hard. They're like, "Whoa, this isn't what we want." And uh, how interesting is it that it says? Uh, that they tell Moses and Aaron, you made it to where Pharaoh dislikes us. No, Pharaoh hated them before, right? But now they're just turning their displeasure on Moses and Aaron. Uh, and man, this is so important for us to understand that when we're battling against evil, when we're fighting against things that are not from God, uh, it's not always going to be easy. And sometimes Guess what? Following God makes it more difficult in our life. 
Right? And that's, that's hard to wrestle with, and we do need to wrestle with it, uh, but, but uh, it, it certainly uh, is important for us to, to kind of recognize that's a, a human nature response, uh, is that when things start getting harder uh, and not going the way that we want them to, we start blaming people, and they're, blaming, they're not blaming the right person. It's Pharaoh who is doing all of this. It's not God. It's not Moses and Aaron. But our human tendency is to, to blame the nearest one, the one, the one that's easiest to blame. Um, and many times that is God. Uh, but, but, so we see that uh, already. So within a chapter, <laughs> right, the people worshiped and they believed that God was going to free them from, uh, from slavery to now it's like, oh, this is kind of getting hard. We're having to go through this. This isn't how I wanted to be freed. Um, and they want it to stop. And Moses and Aaron are confused as well, and they're frustrated. Says, uh, so Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on the people? Why is it that you have sent me? Uh, for since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. So Moses is like, hey, I thought this was supposed to go easy. <laughs> yeah, that's Moses' expect, uh, expectation. That's our expectation is that things are going to go easy. That's not how life works, right? And it's, God responds in an interesting way. He actually doesn't really even address what Moses has said. He doesn't correct Moses, which basically God is acknowledging, yeah, your complaints are valid. I haven't freed them yet, right? Yeah, it is difficult right now, but that doesn't mean that I'm not working. And God goes into a, a wonderful promise. They're starting in verse 2 of chapter 6. And here are some of the things that, that God promises. He, he uh, says, again, in verse 6, he says, I am the Lord, right? He, he reiterates that. I, I love these uh, kind of I will statements. He says, I will bring you out from the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from bondage. I will redeem you. I will take you as my people. I will be your God. And then you shall know that I am the Lord. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. Right. So he responds to their questions and to their frustrations and to their anger by saying, I am the Lord. I will redeem you. I will reach out to you. I will bring you uh, to the place that I have promised. Don't question Right? It's like, I, I know it's not happening the way that you expect it to happen, but I am the Lord. I will do this. Right? And he reiterates that uh, uh, to the people. And, and uh, Moses is, is still unsure and he's still concerned, uh, but now he's going to move forward. Uh, we get to, to he and Aaron start to go back to Pharaoh uh, and a very interesting uh, kind of interaction starts to happen. Uh, there in chapter 7 it says, So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your prophet. So basically, that, what man, that's a, an amazing statement, right? That God uh, has made Moses his direct uh, representative uh, to Pharaoh. Um, and so God is speaking directly through uh, uh, Aaron uh, and through Moses because uh, we see that, that Moses does get over his uh, uh, fear of speaking, and he does speak many times as well. 
Um, but God is going to now use him to directly interact with Pharaoh. Um, and, and you start, start seeing the plagues come. And so we're, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, each plague, um, it's very important. All of the first nine of the plagues specifically correlate to an Egyptian god. Um, so there are many different Egyptian gods. Most of them were based uh, on the weather, on creation. You know, the god of the sun, god of the earth. Uh, the, the frog god was a god of, uh, of fertility, right? So they had all these different gods, and all of the plagues actually are kind of making sure that the Egyptians, right, making sure Pharaoh, who said, who is this God? I don't know this, the God of Israel, making sure that they all recognize, oh, um, our gods are a little, little, little less than. Right? I don't know if you ever watched the, the movie, The Avengers, and uh, <laughs> Loki is ta- talking to the Incredible Hulk and saying, I'm a God and all this stuff. And, and, uh, <laughs> The Incredible Hulk just takes him like a rag doll and just beats him on the ground like that and throws him down. And he just the Hulk looks at him and says, "Puny God." That's that's kind of what's happening here, right? Through all of these plagues, it is becoming very clear that there is only one God, right? And and uh, and so you have this uh, the interaction. I encourage you to read through uh, the different plagues. Uh, it starts off with uh, turning the water uh, in the Nile to blood. Um, again, if you remember a few years before, a few decades before, what had Pharaoh ordered to be, be done? All the babies to be thrown in the Nile to die. Right? There's, don't forget that. Don't forget that that happened. Okay? So God is responding to that. And, uh, and so the first one with the, the Nile turning to blood is, is there's nearly as you read that, you're like, whoa, this is, this is getting serious, right? And uh, now we, we have this interaction with the magicians of Pharaoh. They're able to kind of do some of this stuff. It's more likely done with more tricks and things like that, but there's, there's some sort of power there. Um, and so at first Pharaoh is like, ah, yeah, that's impressive, but uh, not that big a deal. Uh, same thing with the frogs. You know, there's all these frogs, um, and uh, uh, and Pharaoh actually uh, says he's so tired of all the frogs. He says, um, "I will let the people go that you may make a sacrifice to the Lord." So he starts to relent, and so then uh, Moses gets God gets rid of all the frogs, uh, but then uh, Pharaoh sees that his magicians can kind of summon a few frogs, and he's like, "Ah." Never mind, I don't know who this uh, God is. And uh, so he turns his back again. And uh, one thing that you, you see there in verse 15, it says, but when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them as the Lord had said. As you read through this, one of the things and, uh, that we, people debate all the time, you're going to see the phrase, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Um, God mentioned that when he was talking to Moses er- earlier, said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. But it's also just as many times it says Pharaoh hardened his heart, that he hardened his own heart. And so it gets into this debate uh, again of uh, is, is God intentionally doing this? Is God the one that, is, uh, that, that Pharaoh would have just given in, uh, but God hardened his heart? 
or is it Pharaoh hardening his heart? And the answer is yes. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of both. It's one of these things that's hard for us to fully uh, understand. Uh, but some of it is that um, God is going to fully, <laughs> we don't like talking like this, God is going to fully repay the Egyptians and the Egyptian people for how they have treated uh the, the people of Israel, how they have treated the Hebrew people. Um, they have murdered their children. Uh, they have uh, kept them in, in slavery. And God is going to repay that. He is, he is uh, bringing justice to the Egyptian people. And, uh, and so maybe he hardens Pharaoh's heart so that Pharaoh doesn't give in too soon, that, uh, that justice is not complete. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting to think about that. Um, and, and we should struggle with that a little bit. Um, but Pharaoh is not just a, an innocent bystander and that Pharaoh would have just gone right along with Moses' and Aaron's request except the fact that God hardened his heart. That is, that is not it at all. Pharaoh had plenty uh, of, of input in his decisions. And so we see the third plague of lice. And, uh, and it's interesting you start seeing a little bit of change because now all of a sudden Pharaoh's magicians are kind of like we can't really do any of this stuff anymore right it says uh, verse 18 says now the magicians so worked with their enchantment to bring forth lice but they could not so there were lice on man and beast then the magician said to Pharaoh this is the finger of God (laughs) right so they're realizing okay uh, we can't pull our little tricks anymore something real is happening here uh, but Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh's, but, but Pharaoh's heart grew hard, uh, and he did not heed them. Then you get to the flies, um, and now Pharaoh actually says, "Okay, uh, now you can go sacrifice uh, to God in the land." Pharaoh is actually giving less, right? He, he had said earlier with the frogs that you can actually go out into the wilderness and worship, and then he changed his mind. Now he's saying, "Okay, well now you can worship God where you are." But then he, of course, is going to, to, to change his mind. Verse 32, but Pharaoh hardened his heart uh, and he would not let the people go. Uh, the fifth plague is the livestock uh, is diseased. Uh, the sixth plague is boils. Uh, the seventh plague uh, is hail. This was uh, interesting. Uh, it says, uh, let my people go that they may serve me. For at this time I will send all my plagues to your very heart and on your servants and on your people. Um, uh, that they may know that there is none like me in all the earth. Uh, now, if I had stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, then you had been cut off from the earth. Um, I, I didn't mean to read that last part. Sorry, I just started, started going. Um, but this one's interesting because it's God is actually giving them a, a, a big warning and saying, I'm fixing to send hail. Uh, you know, go and let people know about it. And, uh, and it gets down... Uh, verse 19, it says, Therefore, send now and gather your livestock and all that you have in the field, for all hell shall come down on every man and every animal. Uh, verse 20, He who feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and livestock flee to the houses. So now you're starting to see people go, um, Yeah, there's something about this God. Maybe we need to quit messing with him. <laughs> right? And and so uh, the hail comes down, and of course it it, uh, it only strikes um, uh, other people in uh, the nation of Egypt, not in the land of Goshen. It does not affect uh, the, the Hebrew people. And, 
And this is an interesting response that you see from Pharaoh. Verse 27 says, uh, he called for Moses. He says, the Lord is righteous. I have sinned this time. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Hey, I've sinned this time. The Lord is righteous and my people and I are wicked. Uh, Entreat the Lord that there may be uh, no more mighty, mighty thundering or hail, for it is enough. I will let you go and you shall stay no longer. Um, and so, of course, Mo, uh, God stops the hail, uh, but he hardens his heart again. Uh, God, uh, here it says that Pharaoh hardened his heart uh, and did not let the people go. So it continues. You get to the eighth plague, uh, locust. Um, this, at the very end of this interaction, um, I, I, it's, the progression is interesting of Pharaoh's response. Verse 16 of chapter 10. I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now, therefore, please forgive my sin only this once and entreat the Lord your God that he may take take away from me this death only. Now, Pharaoh is not truly asking for forgiveness, is he? (laughs) He's just wanting his affliction to stop. And, And I think there's... So sometimes we're kind of like Pharaoh. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll stop this behavior because eh, I, it may have led me into some uncomfortable situation. So yeah, forgive me for this. But you know what? I'm not really going to repent. I'm not really going to change. I just want to get out of my cir- current circumstance. So if I have to ask for forgiveness, I will. Well, that's not acknowledging who God is. <laughs> That's just trying to do things uh, to get out from, uh, from bad circumstances. And we see Pharaoh doing that. And of course, he's coming from the perspective that there's multiple gods. So you can ask for forgiveness from this one, but you don't really have to ask for forgiveness from this other one. And so you just try to keep all the gods happy however you need to. Um, well, that's not who God is. Um, and, and the way that Pharaoh is, is responding and act, acting clearly shows that he does not recognize that the Lord is God. Um, and so, of course, uh, Pharaoh's heart is hardened again, and he's not let the people go. And then you get to the ninth uh, plague is the plague of darkness. And uh, things uh, just get, get even, even worse at this point. Uh, Pharaoh gets very angry at Moses, says he doesn't want to see him anymore. Um, and, and things are, are, you can tell, they're coming to a head. Um, and that's going to bring us to chapter 11. Uh, we'll get into that um, uh, on Thursday. I encourage you to read chapters 11 through 13. Uh, we're going to talk about the 10th plague and the Passover and the, the people actually beginning to, to leave Egypt. And so I, I hope that you've uh, enjoyed going through the plagues. Read about them. It's really fascinating. Um, and uh, God is clearly showing that there is only one true God, and that it's best to follow him. So I hope that you have a a good uh, week, and we'll see you on Thursday. We'll see you.